I'm Bill Polinick, and this is Tales from Wild Bill's Ranch. This is podcast episode number six, titled The Ranch Preserving a Legacy. We are brought to you each and every week by the book Ukrainians in North Dakota, written by my mother, Agnes Polinick. She was inspired to tell the stories of the Ukrainians who settled in our state by the words, the church can't save your culture, you have to do it. So she did. The book is available at the Ukrainian Cultural Institute in Dickinson, North Dakota, or contact me and I will arrange for a copy to be sent to you. Most of today's podcast was written one year ago. It was written as our female European golden retriever Ardella Rose was in her first stages of labor with her third litter of puppies, and they were born on December 27, 2018. Ironically, one year to the very day later, the cycle has begun again, and Della is now on her way to make the magic happen just one more time as this will be her final litter. As this transpires, Many emotions from deep within my soul make their way to the surface. My admiration for wildlife artist Terry Redland has grown over the years. I became a fan while living in his home state of South Dakota. My interest in his art greatly increased after visiting the Redland Art Center in Watertown, South Dakota, a destination I strongly recommend to anyone who is casually interested in the genre Terry Redland mastered. Learning of his unsuccessful battle with Alzheimer's brings me even closer to him. I bring this to the forefront as I sit here this evening and look around. Within my view, I find great similarities in the world I've created while imagining Terry sitting down at a blank canvas, letting his imagination unfold using earthy tones, shades, colors, and light. At my feet, an English cream golden retriever female slumbers peacefully. Within 24 to 72 hours, up to 10-day-old pups will be nuzzling her, searching for warmth, nutrition, and love. A few feet away, an older retriever also naps, most likely worn out from the excitement of celebrating his 8th birthday, which coincides with Christmas Day. Today, Toby is 9. In the next room is the glow of a warm fire with its flames casting brilliant glows dancing upon the bookshelves filled with books and memoirs that matter. Beyond that, my bride and her beloved little chihuahua, Juki, are snuggled in an oversized bed, relaxing after a wonderful Christmas dinner. Becky's exhaustion was most likely caused by a 12-hour train ride from the Twin Cities where she spent the last three days celebrating the holiday with her family. She relays these stories of her trek on the Empire Builder with much enthusiasm, which is infectious. I am now planning a train ride with her to exotic destinations. And she did take that same trip in December 2019. Beyond the walls of the home we built over the summer, I gazed down to a larger building, a dwelling which has become a Swiss army knife for us as far as its purpose. It's a storage facility, a garage, and a home. A large wood-burning stove, the centerpiece of the shop kennel area, is stocked and only needs one match to come to life. This warm kennel is for the new canines arriving shortly, beginning their life's journeys. 
The golden glow of a light intentionally left on appears warm and inviting from the house, liaisons of a classic Redland print. The light is left on for the purpose of being able to locate the building in the dark should the predicted storm have more strength than anticipated. Within a few hundred feet of the building, a pond lies motionless in frozen dormancy. It is framed by trees of various ages from 2 to 72. In warmer months, geese, ducks, owls, grouse, pheasants, and other fowl are extremely busy trying very hard to keep out of each other's way while living in unison in this particular wild community. Beyond the pond, there is a random area in a pasture enclosed by a three-rail fence forming a near-perfect square. Within this fenced area is an old wooden doghouse. On one side, white rocks lie on a small grave, and a cross made of horseshoes is mounted on the fence. Here lies a dog that belonged to a close friend. She asks that Dakota be laid to rest here because he so loved the ranch. His nose would take him to every corner of the pond and trees, and he would romp across the pastures without a care in the world. Rest in peace, Dakota. Inside that doghouse... An urn holds the ashes of my sweet lady, a border collie that lived with me for 15 years. She was four years old when she would come into my life and went to sleep on the 8th of May, 2012. My sister Beverly passed away on the 8th of May, 2005. A cabin at the ranch burned May 8, 2010. Other stories for another time. With Lady living on this earth for 19 years, it quelled arguments my friends had concerning whether Old Roy dog food was healthy for a pet. Also in the doghouse are two small wooden boxes. Each box is adorned with a crude cedar cross, which I crafted from trees taken out of the Badlands a few miles west of the ranch. Dates are burned into the top of each box. Their contents consist of five English cream golden retrievers that didn't even get the opportunity to be pups. But they did pave the way for 20 of their brothers and sisters who went on and to this day continue to make their people very happy. This paragraph has taken several months to prepare and now there's a third box containing three more beautiful canines who also paved the way for seven more brothers and sisters. On the outside of this canine mortuary, a solar light glows coming on each evening at sunset, reflecting on yet another cedar and horseshoe cross given to me by a friend. I view this pet memorial from my kitchen window each night and can feel the warmth of ten dogs romping, playing, wrestling, and just being good, good dogs somewhere beyond the Rainbow Bridge. The property we live on has been in our family for several generations. My grandfather owned it. When he passed away, it was deeded to his oldest son, my father. When he passed, my mother assumed ownership. And as she grew older and her mind became the victim of Alzheimer's, the property was deeded to me. I've worked extremely hard grooming this piece of land from what it was to what it is today. Over the years, I develop a philosophy applicable to reclaiming property. Your success is a direct reflection on the amount of horsepower you have at your disposal. <laughs> when I began, I had 18 horses available. Then it was 32. Now I have 42 with plans for 60. 
It's a bittersweet relationship I have with this land I literally poured my blood, sweat, and many tears into. Some days I just want to put up a for sale sign and run as far away from this country as I possibly can. Other days I take on the attitude that they're going to have to carry me out of here. With mother's Alzheimer's slowly asserting dominance in her fading years, sometimes it seems I am racing the clock in my attempt to preserve her legacy. And I tell myself, whoa, big fella, slow down. Taking the necessary steps to beginning to quell my depression and anxiety have led me to understand that my mother's legacy is not the nonprofit she poured her heart and soul into for over 30 years, which some have belittled to a point of defection. Agnes Polonik was one, and I stress one, of the founders of the Ukrainian Cultural Institute. No, that's not her legacy. The ingredients of Agnes Polonik's legacy is she was a legendary, highly decorated elementary school teacher, a historian, and a writer, a fabulous writer, whose stories were written from her heart, her mind, and her soul. And each article or book she wrote contained a wow factor that her readers would tangibly experience. In her later years, she would tell me, I want to write, but the words just don't come. And with that, she broke my heart. Agnes Polinick is a woman of God. She would plant well over 80 gardens in her lifetime. And each time she did, she would tell whoever was in earshot that when she had her hands inside of Mother Earth was when she felt closest to God. She spent the first years of her marriage to my dad with her hands in the soil of the ranch that I now call home. Writing this and rereading it gives me the strength and courage to continue doing the tasks I feel necessary in making the ranch what I see in my mind. It gives me strength and courage to continue making families happy by providing them with the most amazing animals I have ever experienced. Rereading this gives me the strength and courage of all the above to preserve my number one hero's legacy by just being me. I think from here on, I'll write a story a week and probably plant a garden this spring. I would like to thank my good friend Jeff Gould from Sioux Falls, South Dakota for showing and inspiring me to tell these stories. Jeff showed me to believe in the power of stories. Story changes lives and encourages people to overcome obstacles, to live lives of peace, passion, and prosperity. I credit Jeff Gould for possibly saving my sanity. Please find out more about him at ilikethatstory.net. We are brought to you each week by the book Ukrainians in North Dakota, written by my mother, Agnes Polonik. I'm Bill Polonik. Thank you for listening. <laughs>